Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Getting ready for a big new year. We're glad you're with us. We have a lot of basketball to talk about right now, though. The star of the show is here. It's Nathaniel Finch for Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Big one for the Pacers getting that win over the next 140-126, to 126, the final score. The big story out of this game, Tyrese Halliburton, 22 points and 23 assists. This is the second straight night he's had 20 points and 20 or more assists. He did it against Chicago on Thursday night. And, Coach, he now is joined by pretty elite company, I'd say. John Stockton and Magic Johnson, the only two players in NBA history with 20 or more points and 20 or more assists in back-to-back games. Hats off to the young point guard who is really butting into the star here for Indianapolis. They get the win, 140-126. to 126. We'll talk about that game more as we go. We'll also talk about the Colts throughout the night, hosting Las Vegas tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium. The 8-7 and seven Colts, almost a must-win. They have a chance to control their own destiny, basically if they can win their next two games against the Raiders tomorrow against the Texans next week. A big game for the blue and white and we'll talk about them throughout the night as well we'll get to some division one college basketball some scores going final earlier this afternoon and of course the big win for purdue yesterday we'll talk about that small college ball and of course all the high school basketball around the state welcome back everyone this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network the Hall of Fame Classic in Newcastle for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, one of the premier events of the basketball calendar. Uh, girls wrapped up yesterday. Congratulations to Columbia City. Boys wrapped up uh, today. Congratulations to Indianapolis Crispus Attics. Attics wins this one 76-51 over Brownstown Central in the final. From the ISC Sports Network, the best at what he does, the one and only Greg Rakestraw joins us. Greg, what a great day of hoops at Newcastle today and a tremendous effort by Attics this afternoon and to this evening. Yes, it was. Dispatched of Kokomo by 10 in the first game of the day, 69-59. to 59. It was a competitive game with Brownstown. The, the final score does indicate that. It was a six-point game at halftime. Bob Attucks outscores Brownstown Central 28-5 to five in the third mm. quarter uh, to make mm. the fourth quarter a bit of a rout. Let's note that Jack Benner did not play in either game today, which makes Brownstown's victory over Brownsburg all the more impressive in the morning session to get to the championship game. Uh, From an injury prognosis standpoint for Jack, I think he's back in a couple of weeks. He will likely miss uh, two more games against 4A competition for Brownstown Central against Jennings County and a very good Jeffersonville team coming up on Saturday. But long-term, Brownstown Central is going to be fine and put Attics in the mix with so many other really good teams in 4A across the state. Um, I'll I'll echo the sentiments I gave you last Saturday night, but I'm not trying to hit fast forward on the next two months of the season. But, man, is March going to be epic in 4A because there's so many good basketball teams across the state this year. 
Well, you know, some you know our memories are sometimes lagging. You know, Addicts wins the 3A championship not long ago. Chris Hawkins can coach. He's got some talent. Because the uh, Ron Rutland uh, is a player headed to UND uh, in his father's footsteps. A quality player. They have a deep and talented group who can put pressure on you and can score a lot of different ways. So yeah, you got to clearly add them to the mix because they're a solid basketball team. And again, they have played such a rugged schedule. You know, they, they they open with a loss at North Central, bounce back with a win in Cincinnati, then a win against Center Grove, uh, beat Warren Central uh, in overtime in an early Friday in December, lost to a very good Noblesville team. Uh, they do have a loss uh, to Lawrence North by one. Uh, but again, th- this was a great day for Addicts and a great showcase uh, for an IPS school to get the opportunity to play in the Hall of Fame Classic. Uh, you touch on Chris Hawkins the job that he has done. He won a state championship Mm -hmm. in 2017 in his first year, two more years in 3A for Addicts. They made a regional final, made a semi-state final. They have now been in 4A for five years, and they are just part of such a gauntlet sectional at sectional number 10, and and nothing is guaranteed for Addicts the rest of the way. They're they're Mm -hmm. the defending city champs. Cathedral is young, but Cathedral is really good. Uh, the city tournament is a seeded tournament, so the matchups don't get, don't get announced until this week. But you would assume in some combination, Addicts is the one seed and Cathedral is the two. And if those two would see each other in the city championship, the game would be three weeks from Monday night on January the 22nd uh, at Tech High School. And then in that sectional, you've got LN, who has been fantastic. You've got Addicts, right. who has been just as good. You've got North Central, who is now 6-2. and two. You've got that Cathedral team that I just mentioned. Warren, because of Chris Myers, is an easy out. I consider myself so exceedingly lucky that I think for the better part of a decade, I have called most every game in sectional 10. I'll get to do that again coming up in late February and early March. All right, let's talk about uh, how Addicts dispatched of uh, Flory Badunga and Kokomo in the afternoon game. But really, it was the fourth quarter and, and a great start as well that, that, that kind of put that game in Addicts' favor. And, and again, there are so few matchups of five versus five, big versus big, but we had that today with Flory Badunga and with Desmond Briscoe. And their stats were virtually identical 16 points, six rebounds. Flory had five blocks. Desmond had four. Desmond, a 6'8 junior. He's got offers from places like Iowa and Cincinnati. Uh, and, again, he's got one more year to kind of cultivate those offers. Obviously, Flory, mm-hmm. I think the likely Mr. Basketball attends the University of Kansas. Uh, but I thought it was the guard play as well. Uh, Ron Rutland, Chris Hurt was fantastic. Ron had 16 in the morning game. Chris had 18 in the morning game as well. Uh, but but uh, Addicts got off to a start uh, where, where they led by 13 at one point in time in the second quarter. Kokomo would take the lead in the third quarter, but it was a great fourth-quarter finishing kick that gave Addicts just enough distance to beat a good Kokomo team this morning. Well, wow. That's quite the day. What other observations do you have? You mentioned Brownsburg. Um, You know what? Hang on to that thought. Short break. You know this is short. We'll come back, spend some more time talking with Greg Rakestraw. More basketball with him on Indiana Sports. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Stop. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Before the break, we were talking with Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network. He had the call on the Hall of Fame Classic at Newcastle today. Attics over Kokomo in Game 1. Brownstown Central beat Brownsburg. And then in the championship game, Attics beats Brownstown Central. Kokomo beats Brownsburg in the third-place game. Greg, I'm curious uh, how uh, Brownstown Central, how what they did in a very impressive win without Jack Benner, beating a very good Brownsburg team earlier in the day. Knockdown threes, Bob. I thought they did a great job of controlling tempo early. Brownsburg sped them up in the second half, and, and Brownstown Central was able to handle that. Uh, again, you take Jack Benner out of the mix, Brownstown Central is still a contender in 2A. Right. You know, they've got right. some really other good players in terms of uh, Parker Heyman, in terms of Colby Hall, Chase Coomer, uh, the stall kid that came in to spell um, you know, better from a starting standpoint, would start on a lot of other teams in the state. It's a Brownstown team that has great size. I mean, their starting front line today was 6'5", 6'5", and 6'6". And Heyman was part of the all-tournament team, as was Colby Hall today for Brownstown Central. So and the other thing I would say is this, is that, again, this is kind of a second injury spell that, that Jack has had so far this year. So today mm-hmm. were the fourth and fifth games of the season that Brownstown has played without better in the lineup. Uh, nobody has beat them at full strength. Their losses now have been to Lawrence North, ironically at Brownsburg in the Sneakers for Santa shootout. The right, championship right. game of the Bobcat Classic at North Davies uh, last week uh, to a very good Evansville Christian team on a last-second shot by Josiah Dunham, and then the championship game tonight. But Brownstown Central, again, without better, they have to play a more controlled tempo with him. They kind of get up and down with any, anybody in the state. So, simply put, Brownstown is one of the best teams in the state, period. Today's games, the four teams, were all in the top 11 of the Sagarin ratings, which is mm-hmm. one class. Um, there's only one team that's outside of 4A of that group, and that's Brownstown Central. So, I'm sure they're not happy about a 25-point loss the bus ride home, but believe me. David Benner's group is going to be just fine when Jack Benner rejoins that team, uh, I think, sooner rather than later. No, I have no doubt. And in the way they defend, and David Benner is one of the top coaches in our state. They, they are well put together and, as you mentioned, very, very talented. Steve Lynch and his guys, they're a good basketball team. That's how good this field was. A team of that caliber loses two games today. Shows you how tough the four teams were. It is, and again, Brownsburg has to win things, and it's not a way that Steve is unaccustomed to. Uh, but when they lose cannon catchings over the course of the summer, they do bring in Jordan Lomax from Avon, but, right. but it's, it's, it's a different stratosphere they're in. But as you well know, uh, if you're going to play one of Steve's teams, uh, good luck mm-hmm. getting to 40. That, that's, kind of, that's kind of the high water mark <laughs> because they are so uh, just tenacious defensively. They're not an overly big team. They do have a couple of six, seven players, but for example, the way that Brownsburg tried to get back in the game against Brownstown Central in the morning session was to go to a five-guard lineup uh, and, and speed the tempo up. You couldn't do that in the evening game because of a guy named Flory Madunga. Uh, but Brownsburg's right, right. going to be just fine. But Brownsburg goes from you know this stage and playing two great teams to Bob check out this path in the Hendricks County Tournament. They're at Avon on Tuesday. If they mm-hmm. win that, they got to go at your beloved Plainfield Quakers. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. win that one, 
there's probably a good chance you're going to see the number one team in 3A in Danville in their building in the championship game or a really good Tri-West team. So there's not much time to sulk about this one for Brownsburg because they have a a big rivalry game coming up on Tuesday night. The epicenter of basketball, Hendricks County. I I like how it sounds. Hey, look, I know you're going to be thrilled to take my call (laughs) next Saturday after I have the call of both Hendricks County championship games coming up next Saturday night. I'll look forward to it. I, I'm I'm apologizing. I took a day off from you today. I'll look forward to our, our 2 o'clock matchup tomorrow. You and I, the IPUI Jaguars, taking on Cleveland State. Greg, Happy New Year. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for the call. Don't be confused when I get skinnier and better looking. You've got Scott Agnes because <laughs> of that Colts game. Oh. I'll talk to you next yeah. week. I appreciate that. I forgot. Thanks so much. A pleasure to be with you from our downtown Indianapolis studios. I'm Nathaniel Finch with you every 15 minutes to tell you everything you need to know about the scores around our state. Let's start with the one a couple blocks away from where we sit in Monument Circle right now over at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. The Indiana Pacers, 140. The New York Knickerbockers, 126. The Pacers get their second straight win, and they do so at home. Looking at this box score, how about this? We'll start with the story of the night. Tyrese Halliburton, the team's all-star point guard, all-NBA potential. I mean, who says he shouldn't be in the MVP conversation? Two straight games with 20 or more points, 20 or more assists. Tonight he had 22 points, 23 assists. He's just a third player in NBA history. Joined by John Stockton and Magic Johnson to have back-to-back games with 20 or more points and 20 or more assists. He had help today. 28 points from center Miles Turner. Get this, 6 of 8 from downtown was the big man. He had 28 points and 8 rebounds. Right behind him, Aaron Neesmith, 25 points for that young forward. 22 points, obviously, was Halliburton, and then 20 Off the bench, Benedict Matherin. He had 20 points on 3 of 5 from downtown. It was a balanced night shooting. Nemhard had 14. Smith had 9 to round out the starting lineup. And the Pacers played very well. Defensively, still a little bit to be desired. This was Rick Carlisle earlier in the afternoon. Being historically great on offense is, is fun, but it's, you know, even dating a pretty girl gets boring after a while. You know, if she can't guard anybody. <laughs> I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Colts and the Raiders tomorrow. Lucasville Stadium at 1 o'clock. The voice of the Indianapolis Colts, Matt Taylor, joins us. Matt, thank you so much for your time. I hope Christmas went well for you and the family. It did. It did. Likewise to you, Bob. It was uh... – it was a short trip home from Atlanta on Christmas Eve to get home, and then everything yeah. was put back put back into perspective with uh, the kids getting up early and getting ready for Santa. So no, it was it was a good couple of days, absolutely. It's good to be you right now. Good to be the Colts. <laughs> Things are. <laughs> I think back to our conversation at the start of the year, thinking that if they won six games, that might be okay, and they they I think have exceeded expectations of most people, and they've done it the old fashioned way. They've just they've been grinding. You know how this goes. You can you can appreciate the effort they put in on both sides of the ball to win, figure out ways to win, and just grind them out. I think it's been, from my perspective, I think it's been pretty impressive, quite frankly. Well, it's it's been a fun season. It's been uh, certainly a lot of highs and lows. I mean, you start the year 
um, you know, three and five, and then you get on a little bit of a run there. You know, there was that stretch, I think it was, might have been you know, middle of October where the Colts gave up at least 37 points in three straight games. And you're mm-hmm. thinking, man, is, is this going to get any better here? The schedule's going to heat up. You're going to play some road games in the month of November. You got a trip to Germany. And that's when they started figuring, figuring some things out, right? They've won uh, six of their last uh, eight games. And, you know, they're, they're, it, it, what else could you want right now, right? You got two games right. left, and basically you hold your own destiny in, the, in your own hands there. And so it's kind of reminiscent of, of two years ago in 2021 when Colts got a big win on Christmas night on the road in Arizona. All they had to do was win one of their next two games, and they couldn't do it. Um, so fast forward two years, here they are in, in, in a similar boat, right? I think, you know, the the common belief is they're going to have to win both of these last two games, and both right. of them are at home with the Raiders and Texans next week in Week 18. Um, but the bottom line is a lot of these core players that were on that team two years ago are still here, and they remember what happened. And considering what happened last week, too, I, I just think the sense of urgency – in the intensity really has got to be there tomorrow. And I think it's a gotta-have type of game against the Raiders tomorrow afternoon. I couldn't agree more. And it's nice to know that Michael Pittman Jr. will be available for them. No, without question. I mean, it was really hard for the Colts to move the ball, obviously, last week. I mean, they, they tied a season low 10 points. I mean, they scored a touchdown on their first drive of the game, Bob, but then the other 10 possessions yeah. didn't didn't produce a whole lot. And, you know, the other receivers in place of Michael Pittman Jr. last week combined for only 10 catches for the entire game. And we, we, we've grown accustomed to seeing Pittman get 10 catches by the end of the third mm-hmm. quarter in a lot of these games mm-hmm. lately. Um, you know, I was doing the numbers the other day. And it was kind of alarming, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but that's, you know, sort of the – the tale of where the Colts are at this year, you know, Pittman's got 99 catches on the season and the other uh, top two receivers on this ball club right now, you, you if you add up uh, Alec Pierce's catches and you add up Josh Downs's catches, they don't equal that of Michael Pittman Jr. So that, te- that kind of tells you where Gardner Minshew is going with the football in high leverage situations, you know, third mm-hmm. down, red zone, into the end zone that he's looking for number 11. So, no, you're abs- absolutely right. I mean, it's, it goes without saying. It's a huge understatement, the fact that he's available, he's clear concussion protocol, and he's going to play uh, in one of the, the last two games here with everything on the line here for the Colts. Yeah, and you have a healthy, so, so to speak, Jonathan Taylor, and you get two of your more important weapons there. Uh, it's great to have them for these final two, and I think it's just great to have some momentum. And I don't think you can underscore or say enough about the play of Gardner Minshew. He has done, I he has done, in my estimation, under the circumstances he's been put in, he's done a fantastic job. No, he he's basically played he's brought this team everything they wanted when they signed him in free agency back in March. Yeah. You know, a guy that keeps them competitive, keeps them afloat, keeps them, you know, with a chance to win every single week. And, you know, they brought him over so that they could EAA either have a, a, a competent backup quarterback that has familiarity with this system under Shane Steichen, right? Those two, those two players or those two people, I should say together, the last two years in Philadelphia with the Eagles. Um, and also, too, he was an insurance package should whatever quarterback they drafted, because remember, free agency occurs before the draft. 
So whatever right. quarterback they were going to pick up in the draft, sitting there at number four overall, they had Minshew just in case, hypothetically, that quarterback wasn't going to be able to play week one of the of the regular season. And if you look at Minshew's numbers this year, you know, you look at all the major quarterback stats, Bob. I mean, he's, he's in the 20s when you talk about completion percentage mm-hmm. and yards per attempt and passing yards and touchdowns. But I just think he's got this unique ability to flush away bad plays. You know, he's, he's able to compartmentalize things and um, he doesn't let negative plays compound and one play turns into uh, two negative plays. So I just appreciate his professionalism and his ability to kind of take everything in stride this year. And you're exactly right. Where would this team be without his professionalism and the way that he's mm-hmm. been able to kind of right the ship? I mean, the Colts are one of the very few teams, Bob, that have scored. I think they've scored 20 points and 13 out of 15 games on the season. Now it hasn't all right. been the offense, right. but – Again, he gives the Colts a chance to win every single week with the way that he navigates this offense and gets a lot of playmakers involved. Turn down the sound tomorrow and watch the Colts play uh, the Raiders and listen to Matt. Uh, He does a fantastic job. And, uh, Matt, I'll be in my car, so I won't have to turn off the screen. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> listening to you in the, I'll be listening to you in the car. Have a great new year. I appreciate you doing this and, uh, good luck to the Colts tomorrow at one o'clock against the Raiders. And thanks for taking time, Matt. I appreciate it. Happy new year, Bob. Anytime. You're- and, uh, yeah, week 17 and 18. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know what else you want, but this is why you, this is why you lift all them weights and, and, and sweat in the offseason for games like this. So absolutely looking forward to it. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Matt. Have fun tomorrow. All right. See you, Bob. Thanks so much. It will be fun. Make sure you get in front of your TV. And seriously, turn down – Turn. I don't know who's doing the game, but turn them down listen to Matt. Matt's there, gets excited. One o'clock start. We'll come back. We'll talk about it a little bit later on tonight too. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with the man himself, Nathaniel Finch. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.